Well, hello everyone and welcome to this episode of Things That Matter with Marty McNabb. And um, I am a personal historian and legacy artist. For the past 25 years, I've helped people with their photo, document, and memorabilia archives, everything they've saved and or inherited in their life. I go through this process, I organize, I curate, and I create a one-of-a-kind keepsake, or if they want multiple copies, I create um, copies, digital copies that can be printed, sent to printers. So basically for 25, over 25 years, I've been telling stories with other people's stuff. So in that process, I have found it just so fascinating what people hold on to, the objects that they hold on to and why. And generally speaking, needless to say, even though my podcast is called Things That Matter or my YouTube channel is Things That Matter, I think we can all agree things don't really matter. It's the stories that get attached to these things that matter. So I am thrilled today to have Jan. Can you pronounce your last name? <laughs> it's Keck. Keck. Oh, I, I would have gotten it if I had just gone with it, but wonderful. And um, I found out about Jan. I have not met him before, but I found out about him at I had the opportunity this past summer to go to the World Domination Summit, the 10th and final year, sadly. But we didn't meet in person, but I heard about his phenomenal um, uh, card deck that is ask hard questions or ha ask, ask deep questions. Deep questions, that's it. Ask deep questions. And needless to say, um, I am one of the most important things for me is not having a huge group of friends, but having deep connections with the people in my life. So I was just like, I've got to meet this guy. So, and uh, then I went to his website and I found his website fascinating and realized we, we do a lot. Uh, our vision is similar in the sense that we're trying to help people create deep connections and uh, communicate about important things, basically things that matter. Um, so I reached out to Jan and he graciously said he would join me. And I am thrilled to welcome you, Jan, and have you kind of take it away and share the thing that matters to you. So. Thank you so much, Marty, for the invitation. And um, the World Domination Summit is a funny place because you meet a lot of people that somehow you immediately get to the deep conversations. You completely skip the small talk. And then there's other people you've never met, but because you know you've both been there, there is, again, an immediate connection. Um, I always say to everyone, strangers are just friends we haven't met yet. And that is definitely true at the World Domination Summit. So when you invited me for this, I just before we started, showed you two different objects. I'm like, you, you pick one. I can't decide. Uh, I have lots of stories about objects, as this is an activity I usually like to do with people on Zoom. Just pick an object that is close to you and tell the story behind it. So the object that I'm going to tell the story about is my actual name badge from the World Domination Summit um, from this 10th year, which was the final year. And on 
the name badge, I have the pins of all the years that I've attended. So this was actually my fifth year out of the 10, I attended half of them. Um, and it was interesting when I attended the World Domination Summit for the very first time, I had only heard about it from two friends who have been, but with a lot of experiences, with a lot of conferences where there is a big community component to it, it's really hard to describe what it actually is about. Like I didn't have many expectations. Both those friends told me, oh, it's life-changing. You definitely have to go. What is it about? I can't really tell you that much. So I went for the first time um, in, let me have a look at my name badge because it says 2016 and didn't know a single person who else was attending. And for the people who don't know about it at that year, I think they had at least a thousand or 1200 people attending. So it's a large conference, but it's spread out over a full week. So there is different meetups and workshops and activities for the whole week. And I said, okay, I want to contribute to this community. I just, I don't just want to like attend and take things from the community. I also want to give back. And I said, okay, well, I should host a workshop. And in 2016, I was really into uh, improv. And I took like improv classes in Toronto and knew that this had had really helped me make some new connections, kind of get out of my comfort zone in the beginning. So I thought, okay, I'll host a meetup. Um, let me look at the schedule while well, I'm arriving a little bit early. Let me do it on the first day in the morning. Let me just like, that was the first slot that was available. That's when I put it. And uh, what I didn't realize until I got, it got closer to the event is that registration only opens in the afternoon of the first day. So at this point, the people who attended my meetup had no name badges, had no t-shirts, had no like WDS hats. Like there was no way for me to know who is an attendee of that conference that I've never been to, or just a random stranger walking down the street in Portland. Because here's the other fact about my meetup. I hosted it in the park because never been to Portland, never been to Oregon. I'm like, where should I host a meetup? Well, outside, I don't have to pay. I'm not limited on space. As long as I pick a park, which I did on Google Maps, that was close to the main area. I'm like, this is where we're going to meet. We're going to meet at this statue with this big deer that is in the middle of the street uh, in between two park sections. So on the morning of that very first day of the conference in 2016, I was getting there a little bit early because I thought in case somebody shows up early, I want to be there to greet them. But then it got really complicated because people in Portland looked kind of the same as I imagined people would look who attended this conference. So every person that walked on the sidewalk, I would like try to make eye contact, see if they're like looking back at me, if they're interested or if they're like, no, I'm on my way to work and need to like get somewhere. And um, I think it probably took like 20 minutes of just trying to see who is it before the first person stopped and like, are you here for the world domination summit thing? And it was their first conference too. So they had no idea what to expect. I didn't have any idea of what I should be like, if I should have a sign, maybe I should have had a sign that would have been actually a great idea, but I didn't know that at that time. So slowly, but surely people came and we kind of gathered a little group and every once in a while, like somebody would walk by us, pause, 
then decide to come up to us and ask us, hey, are you from the World Domination Summit? Are you doing this improv meetup? And then they would join us. And um, I facilitated a couple of different activities that um, helped us yeah, get out of, out of our comfort zone and like try something that maybe we haven't done before. And at the end of it, I think it was like an hour and a half or two hours, I feel like I've had built this, I now call it my wing squad. Like these people from that very first meetup became the core group that I would see every other day that I attend another meetup, I attend the main sessions on the main stage. And we always would exchange our secret handshakes that we had come up with in that improv meetup. And um, I knew that this was really powerful in helping me and the people who were there make the most out of the conference. Because the worst thing when you attend something like that is you don't know anyone, it's awkward. Um, if you know one person, it's less awkward and you can become your like wingman, your wingwoman, your wing person and um, introduce each other to the next person. And that's really what happened in that group. So every year after, I actually hosted a different workshop that was called Find Your WS Wing Squad. Instead, where I intentionally put the focus on, okay, how can we make it easier and less awkward for the people who've never been to this conference to meet the first few people that then will become kind of their group of uh, like their little social circle that they'll hang out with for the rest of the week. So um, the last thing why I actually chose this name badge is after everybody went to registration and had this name badge, there were a lot of events in Portland, in downtown. And as soon as you see somebody else who has the name badge around their neck, you immediately know, hey, this is a really cool person. I can talk with them about anything. I don't have to do a small talk. We align on the same values. And um, to me, life would be so much easier if we still wore name badges that kind of displayed our values every single day. Because the saddest moment about the conference is if you end up staying in Portland an extra day and you walk through the same place that was before filled with like hundreds or thousands of uh, amazing people, suddenly there's no one and nobody's wearing a name badge anymore. And that's, that's why I think that name badge is a good reminder that I keep near my desk uh, every day. It's a great, great reminder, really great reminder. And um, I know that's one of the things, needless to say, um, we're both, I know you're a fellow traveler, uh, you, are you know uh move you move and so you have also had to deal with what do you do with all the stuff in life right so needless to say i live part-time in vermont uh, near my mom and part-time in albuquerque new mexico with my wife and my mother-in-law and part-time on the road so i've really had to um do a lot of thinking about what are the things that I want to keep, but I will absolutely be keeping my name tag. I have that as well. And I also have, oops, um, I don't know if you can see it because I have my background here, but somebody gave me this, oh yeah, this unicorn hat. <laughs> my, nice. oh, my friend Melissa actually gave me this unicorn thing that I wore for at the last night and we put it a little bling on it. And uh, I ended up meeting a, a friend of a friend, um, a friend who I met in, in Austin um, 
because of that hat, uh, she came up to me and said, oh, will you wear my, and I can't remember her name, but she wanted me to wear her red uh, wig uh, red hair wig. And then I put that on top of it. And so that's when my friend Rusty and Austin said, do you know, so-and-so? So yeah, it's, um, it's kind of funny. I don't know if you've had the experience of telling people who may, may not be part of this com community or understand it about going to it. Cause I had an interesting conversation with my hairdresser in Austin, <laughs> no, in Albuquerque last week, who was like, World Domination Summit? I didn't know you were into the scene. <laughs> and I'm like, what? <laughs> so have you had some reactions to what does that mean, World Domination Summit? <laughs> Definitely. The first year that I attended, I told my dad that I'm going to the World Domination Summit. And like my background is German. And if you know anything about Germany's history, then literally translating what World Domination Summit means is not something that you want your kids to attend, right? So my dad even was researching and he found out that Scientology had their headquarters in Portland. And he's like, are you sure like where you're going? There's like a safe place. And like, can you trust the organizers that this is not a weird cult? And when I now think back, it definitely is a little bit cult-like, but in the best kind of ways. It's had nothing to do with what most people expect. And jokingly, I always say it's like learn, we're basically gathering to learn how to dominate the world with good vibes and positive energy. And um, if I describe it, I rarely use the, the full word or the full name anymore. I call it WDS. And to me, it stands for um, the main values, which is adventure, community and service. And they're very close to my personal values. And that's why I know that I connect with anybody that I meet there pretty quickly. I absolutely love their, um, what is it? Um, their, their saying or their tagline of, you know, uh, living uh, un unconventional lives in a conventional world. Um, and uh, I think the, the real thing here is that there, you know, there's, there's always this thing like, those people over there are normal and I'm not normal, or those people are conventional and I'm not conventional. Like there's always the thus, you know, the them and us where I think that there's a lot more unconventional people or there are a lot more, um, uh, you know, unnormal or <laughs> not normal, normal people. I think we all have that tendency as humans. And I think that that's what's so lovely about uh, WDS is that they're, you know, they're, it's like, wow, yes, there are really a lot more if we're not af afraid of that, that term, that label of being unconventional or a bit of a weirdo, I guess, is <laughs> what I often say. <laughs> Yeah, I think there's nothing more powerful than the feeling of, hey, I'm not alone. I'm not the only one. And that's definitely what happened to me the first time, first year I arrived. And I see that happen over and over when people attended. It's like, finally, you find people who are like you, who don't really fit into the mold. And um, if you've thought you were by yourself, you were alone, you actually aren't alone. And uh, yeah. The, the more I think about it, the more I would love everybody who's that weirdo to wear a name badge around their neck because that would <laughs> save a lot of 
like maybe painful questions and small talk before we find out, okay, do we actually connect on this? Yes. Oh, yeah. I love that idea as well. So one other thing I want to ask before we wrap up is, um, so I've been having this discussion ever since I went to your website. And then after this, I'm going to ask, how can people stay in touch with you, find out more about the amazing healing work you're doing in the world? Um, but I loved your website so much. I think that's how we first really connected. And I, I absolutely, I mean, all, everything about it. Um, so uh, I will highly recommend people go to your website because it's fun. But one part of it was um, you were, you know, talking about, you know, putting things out in the world and, uh, and hearing crickets. And at that moment, a little bugs come along the bottom of your screen, little crickets come, come along it. And it was fascinating because that was probably about a month and a half ago or two months ago, I started having conversations because I'm in rural Vermont um, right now. And I started having conversation about where did that saying come from about hearing crickets? Because if you're in the middle of a forest, if you're in the middle of rural Vermont, if you hear crickets, that's a big group. There's not just one cricket, you're hearing thousands of millions of crickets. So I, it's like, when did that happen that hearing crickets mm. meant a small, a too, uh, too few of a crowd? I'd be happy to hear crickets if once I put things out in the world. So, but I'm curious your, your take on that. Yeah, I can share how I understand it. To me, it's imagining we're a group of people, we're sitting around a campfire in the forest and we're sharing stories. And maybe at one point somebody asks a question and like nobody has an answer, like the human chatter stops. All you hear is the background noise, which to me, that's the crickets. It's like the, the nobody wants to talk, the nobody has any, anything to contribute uh, sound. Like I, yeah, like the, the visual that I often also share is the tumbleweeds, right? Like if we take the cliche of movies, um, like town, nobody lives there. The only thing that is there is the tumbleweed that kind of rolls through. And uh, yeah, tumbleweeds, crickets, to me, it's those moments where you ask a question, especially if you're the one who asked it, it can be really awkward if nobody's ready to, to kind of answer that question. Okay, so that's a totally different take on it. It's the background stuff, as opposed to it's not that it's that the people or the 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 answer or the connection from other people is gone is 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 missing, and so you only hear the crickets. Where I'm thinking, oh, if I hear crickets, that's a good you know that's a lot. Okay, so that if makes your audience is crickets, then that's a great. Thing <laughs> Thank you so much. And it's so funny. I was driving across uh, uh, Oklahoma uh, on my way to Albuquerque a couple of years ago, talking to a friend. And um, and I just started laughing so so hard. And she said, what are you laughing about? I said, Michelle, I, I, guess, I said, guess what I'm doing right now? And she's like, what? I said, I'm dodging, um, I'm, I'm dodging uh, tumbleweeds. 
like these massive ones were coming coming across. And I was like, I have never been in a situation like this uh, before in my life. So that was interesting, the tumbleweed and the cricket things. So that is wonderful. Thank you so much for that. And so um, now how can people um, find out, you know, more about what you do and um, how to stay in touch with you and um, how to learn more about the work that you're doing in the world. So my website that you already mentioned is probably a good hub to have a starting place, which is simply jankek.com and Jan is spelled J-A-N for anybody who is not uh, European, sometimes need to spell that out. And um, from there, you'll find like my different social media accounts. Right now, I'm actually most active, I would say, on YouTube, LinkedIn, and Instagram. But you choose kind of where you want to follow. And um, yeah, there's some cool things on my website, which I'm sure you'll find. Yes. Oh, my God. I absolutely love your, your website, honestly. One of the better parts, and again, that's how literally Jan was... Um, uh, the, the work on the website is fantastic because you are able to respond to Jan in with a video or audio or text. Um, it allows this, and then you get a reply um, either in video or audio or text as well. So it, there really is a, a, a very um, quick connection because it's not through uh, you know, just through uh, emails and things like that. So I highly recommend you find that. And um, tell, tell us a little bit more about what you do, like what you do. They can find your information out, but if you had a chance to say the work that you do, which I know is building human connections, but if you can go from there and tell us a little more, that would be great. My mission is to help people feel less alone so I have different products, experiences, trainings that kind of support that mission. Right now, I focus a lot of my work on teaching others who are gathering people. If you're facilitating workshops, uh, run communities, if you uh, create any type of training, especially virtually, it can be really hard to engage our audience and facilitate those connections because if we don't design them, they will not happen. We don't have those water coolers anymore. We don't kind of meet the people that we hang out with on Zoom for lunch, unless that's planned. So I focus a lot of my energy on teaching people how to do that better in the virtual space. And um, yeah, I would say that's that's the biggest part. Yes. And I think that that's um, also one of the things that I had just found out about Jan and the work he was doing when I'd already like a month before signed up for a six month program um, and a six month mastermind. So I was excited about his facilitation uh, workshop that I you know, am planning on joining in the spring. Cause I think that um, I've been uh, needless to say with show and tales, um, my, the work that I've been doing for a decade, inviting people to um, bring an object uh, like Jan just did and the people on Things That Matter and share its story. Um, I've, my, my work, I've hosted about 180 of these events. Um, the first hundred were in person uh, when I lived in New York City. But since then, like all of us, I, it's online. And that's the exact same purpose that I have is to reduce isolation 
um, and in increase connections. Um, so we're very bonded over that. Um, and uh, and yet I haven't taken any like I haven't done you. You talked about improv. Um, I have a good friend who's been like really hounding me to do it and get out of my comfort zone. Um, so I, you know, needless to say, I've been doing this for a long time and and have a wonderful experience of connecting people. Um, my next event actually is significant objects. <laughs> show and tell significant objects on October twentieth, and it's a from seven to eight thirty p.m. Uh, Eastern, which means Jan will be sleeping and his, his wife and child will be sleeping. Um, so unfortunately he can't come, but um, I do do some daytime ones and I'm hopeful that you'll join me for a live one at some point. But this is a fundraiser for an organization that I heard about at World Domination Summit, WDS. Uh, it's called She is the Universe. And so it's a global girls uh, empowerment organization. And um, they were looking for partners to, you know, rethink uh, raising funds. And I was just like, I'll do it. Let's let's do something here. So I'm excited about that. And like you said, these are these are my people, my, you know, my community. And I'm looking forward to staying in touch. Yeah, Laura and Sarah from She's the Universe, they're amazing. They're good friends of mine too. Yes. So if it wasn't so late in my evening, I would definitely be there. So anybody who's not on European time zone, make sure you, you check out the event. Thank you very much. So, and, and so um, I just wanted in, in closing, thanks everyone for coming to this episode. I hope you enjoyed hearing the story of the thing that matters to Jan. Um, it also obviously matters to me. And, um, and again, my name is Marty McNabb and I am a personal historian and legacy artist. I host monthly virtual events called Show and Tales. I have 24 different themes, significant objects is one of them. Um, and I invite people to bring a photo or an object, or for that matter, from learning in New York City that some people don't always travel with their things, you can bring, uh, you can just tell, uh, describe the object that you have in mind and that it, you're welcome to do that. I also am available to be hired like Jan is um, for uh, family reunions, uh, alumni associations, uh, employee ap appreciation, um, any, any kind of thing that where you're gathering people and you want to encourage deeper connections and community. And lastly, I'm also teaching other people how to host their own show and tales as a way to get to be known, liked, remembered, and, and hired or referred to. And that target market I've become, I've gotten an acronym for it. And these are people that I call weirdos. And <laughs> what we had talked about, and it stands for where every individual remembers doing original stuff. So with that, I will close out this episode and I will thank Jan so much for taking this time. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your afternoon and <laughs> evening uh, with your family and all the other things you're doing. Thanks so much for having me. And uh, I'm now excited to check out some of the other stories and hear about the other objects. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Have a great day.